What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Leo Podcast, a podcast where we talk about finances, business, tech, and taboo subjects with the Latin American community and those that are willing to listen. I'm your host, Kevin Munoz, and boy, is it good to be back. Not gonna lie, I really miss putting out some new episodes, and I even put out a bonus episode with Vicky from a Shot of Truth podcast while I was working on season three. So I encourage you to go check out that episode if you haven't already. But before we get right into it, if you want to access all the information that we're going to cover in the next few episodes in a nicely formatted interactive PDF guide, then head on over to my Patreon and join the Leo community. The links will be in the show notes and on my website. So as usual, I want to thank all my Patreons who support and make this show possible. So let's just get right into it. Today's episode and the next few episodes, with the exception of the tech episodes that are going to be dropping every other week, I will be taking you through the journey of how you can build your startup by following 11 steps, including everything from market research, your business plan, business structure, to opening a business bank account and getting insurance. As you might be aware, every startup is different, but ultimately, most need an idea, a team, a product, and help with legal stuff. Those are the basics. Let's begin with the idea. In my last episode, I went over some great tips to come up with the ideas for what you want your product to be. Are you going to be making a product or service better or meet a need that people didn't even know they had? For the team, you need to find a group of people that you can work with whose skill sets complements yours. Begin with the three roles, business, technical, and creative. For the product, To get started, develop a prototype, a model of your service, or at the very least, a realistic plan for how you'll develop your first product. For the legal, it's something that most people don't think about, you know, the legal aspects of creating your startup. You need to figure out your business structure, your name, and other legal issues. You don't want your startup to fail because you end up running into legal issues down the road after you put so much work into it. So. Let's begin with the 11 steps to start your business straight from the US Small Business Administration website, which we'll be covering in detail throughout the rest of the episodes. So take out your notepads and get ready. The 11 steps are as followed, but keep in mind, in today's episode, we'll only be covering the first two. The other steps we'll be covering in detail in the future episodes. So these are the steps as followed. First, conduct your market research. Second, write your business plan. Third, fund your business. Fourth, pick your business location, fifth, choose a business structure, sixth, choose your business name, seventh, register your business, eighth, get federal and state tax IDs, ninth, apply for licenses and permits, 10th, opening a business bank account, and 11th, getting a business insurance. So let's begin by going over the first one in complete details, conducting market research. Market research lets you reduce risks even if your business is just an idea right now. It blends consumer behavior and economic trends to confirm and even improve your business idea. Begin by gathering demographic information so you can better understand the opportunities and limitations for gaining customers. What this would include would be things like population data on age, the wealth, the family, interest, or anything else that's relevant for your business. After doing this, Ask yourself the following questions to get a good sense of your market. The demand, is there a desire for your product or service? For the market size, how many people would be interested in your offering? For the economic indicators, what is the income range and employment rate? 
For the location, where do your customers live and where can your business reach? For the market saturation, how many similar options are already available to the consumers? For the pricing, what do potential customers pay for these alternatives? You'll then want to do some direct research. Use this research to answer questions about your specific business or the customers, like reactions to your logo, improvements you can make to the buying experience, and where customers might go instead of your business. Some great methods for direct research listed on the SBA website are surveys, questionnaires, focus groups, and in-depth interviews. Make sure you find out what your competition is doing. Your competitive analysis should identify your competition by product line or service and the market segment. Start by looking into the following characteristics of the competitive landscape, the market share, the strength and weaknesses, your window of opportunity to enter the market, the importance of your target market to your competitors, any barriers that may hinder you as you enter the market, indirect or secondary competitors that might impact your success. Several industries might likely be competing to serve the same market that you're targeting. The Department of Justice provides a diagram of Porter's five forces as one way that you can differentiate your competitive analysis by industry. The important factors to consider include the level of competition, the threat of new competitors or services, and the effect of suppliers and customers on price. And now let's move on to the second step, which is writing your business plan. You'll want to have a business plan because it will guide you through each stage of starting and managing your business. It will be a roadmap on how to structure, run, and grow your new business. They can also help you get funding or bring on new business partners. Investors want to feel confident. They'll see a return on their investment. Your business plan is a tool you'll use to convince people that working with you or investing in your company is a smart choice. You have to pick a business plan format that works for you. What's important is that your plan meets your needs. There's no right or wrong way to write a business plan. Most business plans fall into one of the two categories, traditional or lean startup. Let's begin with what the traditional business plan is. This is a more common plan. It's a standard structure and encourages you to go into detail in each section. They tend to require more work up front and can be dozens of pages long. Lenders and the investors commonly request this plan. Now the lean startup business plan, it's less common, but it still uses a standard structure. It focuses on summarizing only the most important points of the key elements of your plan. They can make as little as one hour to make and are typically only one page. Some lenders and investors may ask for more information. But now let's go over the two formats that could look like according to the sba.gov website. Keep in mind though, that when writing your business plan, you don't have to stick with the exact business plan outline. Use the sections that make the most sense for your business and your needs. Now let's cover the traditional business plan in great detail. The traditional business plans use some combination of these nine sections. One, the executive summary. What does that mean? It briefly tells you the reader what your company is and why it will be successful. Include your mission statement, your product or service, and the basic information about your company's leadership team, the employees, and the location. You should also include the financial information and the high-level growth plans if you plan to ask for financing. The second is the company description. 
Use your company description to provide the detailed information about your company. Go into the details about the problems that your business solves. You have to be specific and list the consumers, the organizations, or businesses your company plans to serve. Explain the competitive advantages that will make your business a success. Are there experts on your team? Have you found the perfect location for your store? Your company description is the place to boast about your strengths. Third is the market analysis. You'll need a good understanding of your industry outlook and the target market. The competitive research will show you what other businesses are doing and what their strengths are. In your market research, look for trends and themes. What do successful competitors do? Why does it work? Can you do it better? Now's the time to answer these questions. The fourth is the organization and management. Tell your reader how your company will be structured and who will run it. Describe the legal structure of your business. State whether you have or intend to incorporate your business as a C or an S corporation. Form a general or limited partnership. Or if you're a sole proprietor or limited liability company, LLC, use an organizational chart to lay out who's in charge of what in your company. Show how each person's unique experience will contribute to the success of your venture. Consider including resumes and CVs of key members of your team. If you're not aware, the difference between resumes and CVs is that a resume is one page, max two, summary of your work experience and background relevant to the job that you're applying to, whereas the CV is a longer academic diary that includes all of your experience, certificates, and publications. Five is a service or product line. Describe what you sell or what you offer. Explain how it benefits your customers and what the product life cycle looks like. Share your plans for intellectual property, like copyright or patent filings. If you're doing research and development for your service or product, explain it in detail. Sixth is marketing and sales. Your strategy should evolve and change to fit your unique needs. Your goal in this section is to describe how you'll attract and retain customers. You'll also describe how sale will happen. You'll refer to this section later when you make financial projections. So make sure to thoroughly describe your complete marketing and sales strategy. Seventh is the funding request. If you're asking for funding, this is where you're outlining your funding requirements. Your goal is to clearly explain how much funding you'll need over the next five years and what you'll use it for. Eighth is the financial projections. Supplement your funding request with financial projections. Your goal is to convince the reader that your business is stable and will be for financial success. If your business is already established, you can include the income statements, the balance sheets, and the cash flow statements for the last three to five years. If you have other collateral you could put against the loan, make sure to list it in this section. Provide a prospective financial outlook for the next five years. Include the forecasted income statements, the balance sheets, the cash flows, the statements, and the capital expenditure budgets. For the first year, be even more specific and use quarterly or even monthly projections. Make sure to clearly explain your projections and match them to your funding requests. This is a great place to use graphs, charts, and to tell the financial story of your business. And the last one is the ninth step, which is the appendix. Use your appendix to provide the supporting documents or other materials that were specifically requested. Common items to include are credit histories, resumes, product pictures, letters of references, licenses, permits, patents, legal documents, and any other contract. 
you can find two examples of the traditional business plan that covers these nine steps on the SBA.gov website. It's written by a financial fictional business owner, Rebecca, who owns a consulting company firm, and Andrew, who owns a toy company. So I encourage you to go check it out and see what the format is like. Now let's cover the lean startup format, which is the other common format that's used. You might prefer the lean startup format if you want to explain or start your business quickly. Your business is relatively simple or you plan to regularly change and refine your business plan. Lean startup formats are charts that use only a handful of elements to describe your company's value proposition, the infrastructure, the customers, and the finances. They are useful for visualizing trade-offs and fundamental facts about your company. There are different ways to develop a lean startup template. You can find different free templates online to build yours, but let's discuss the nine components of a model business plan here. The key partnership is the first thing. Note that other businesses or services that you'll work with to run your business. Think about the suppliers, the manufacturers, the subcontractors, and similar strategic partners. Second is key activities. List the ways that your business will gain a competitive advantage. Highlight the things like selling directly to consumers or using technology to tap into the sharing economy. Third is key resources. List any resources that you'll leverage to create value for your customers. Your most important assets can include staff, capital, or intellectual property. Don't forget to leverage business resources that might be available to women, veterans, Native Americans, and the Hub Z1 businesses. If you're wondering what a Hub Zone business is, what's well, a United States Small Business Administration's program for small companies that operate and employ people in historically underutilized business zones that are called Hub Zones. These zones are located within one or more of the following, either a qualified census tracts, a qualified non-metropolitan counties, lands within the external boundaries of an Indian reservation, qualified base closure areas, or redesignated areas. You can also find an interactive map on the SBA's website if you're curious. The primary goal of the program is to create incentives for the U.S. federal government to do contracting with businesses that operate and create job opportunities in communities with statistically proven economic needs. The fourth part of this business plan is the value proposition. You have to make a clear and compelling statement about the unique value about your company brings to the market. The fifth is customer relationships. Describe how customers will interact with your business. Is it automated or personal? In person or is it online? Think through the customer experience from start to finish. The sixth part is customer segments. You have to be specific when you name your target market. Your businesses won't be for everybody, so it's important to have a clear sense of whom your business will serve. Seventh is the channels. List the most important ways that you'll talk to your customers. Most businesses use a mix of channels and optimize them over time. Eighth is the cost structure. Will your company focus on reducing costs or maximizing value? Define your strategy. Then list the most significant costs that you'll face pursuing it. And the ninth step for this business plan, and the final one, is explaining how your company will actually make money. Some examples are direct sales, memberships fees, and selling advertising space. If your company has multiple revenue streams, list them all here.
Once again, you can find the example of the lean business plan on the SBA website. Other things that you want to consider when planning your business other than your business plan is calculating your startup costs. How much money will it take to start your small business? Calculate the startup costs for your small business so that you can request funding. You can attract investors and estimate when you'll turn a profit. The key to a successful business is preparation. Before your business opens its doors, you'll have bills to pay. Understanding your expenses will help your launch successfully. Here's five reasons how calculating startup costs can help you. It can help you with estimating profits, conducting a break-even analysis, securing loans, attracting investors, and you can even save money with tax deductions. You can go online and search the break-even analysis calculator to discover your break-even point and determine your future profits. Another factor to consider when planning your business is identifying your startup expenses. Most businesses fall into one of these three categories, brick and mortar businesses, online businesses, and service providers. You'll face different startup expenses depending on your business type. No matter what, there are common startup costs that you're going to have. So here's a few common ones to give you an idea. Office space, equipment and supplies, communications, utilities, licenses and permits, insurance, lawyer and accountant, inventory, employee salaries, advertising and marketing, market research, printed marketing materials, and making a website. You'll then want to estimate how much your expenses will cost. Once you have that list of expenses, you can estimate how much they'll actually cost. This process will be different for each expense that you have. Some expenses will have well-defined costs. Permits and licenses tend to have clear published costs. You might have to estimate other costs that are less certain, like employee salaries. You can look online and talk directly to mentors, vendors, and service providers to see what similar companies pay for expenses. And once you've identified your business expenses and how much they'll cost, you should organize your expenses into one-time expenses and monthly expenses. Okay, so what are one-time expenses? Well, these are initial costs that are needed to start your business. Things like buying major equipment, hiring a logo designer, paying for permits and licenses. You can typically deduct one-time expenses for tax purposes, which can save you money on the amount of taxes that you'll owe. So make sure to keep track of your expenses and talk to your accountant when it's time to file your taxes. Now, monthly expenses typically include things like salaries, rent, and utility bills. You'll want to count at least one year of monthly expenses, but counting five years is ideal. Now, add up your one-time and monthly expenses to get a good picture of how much capital you'll need and when you'll need it. And to conclude this episode, make sure that you use your startup cost calculations to get startup funding. It's always a good idea to create a formal report of your expected startup costs. You want it in a format that's clear and easy to understand. Investors and lenders compare expected costs to projected revenue and determine the potential for your business to profit. You can see what it will cost to start your business from calculators online. There's even a downloadable PDF spreadsheet on the SBA website that calculates your small business startup costs. And that concludes today's episode covering the first two steps of the 11-step guide 
to starting up your own business. Be on the lookout the next coming weeks. The next step will be the third step, which is going to be funding your business. And also be on the lookout next week for the tech segment episode, which I'm super excited for. So if you learned something new in today's episode, make sure that you share it with a family member or a friend that might get some benefit out of it. You know, we all got to share the knowledge and share the podcast as well so that more word gets out there and more content can be put out. Thank you again for listening and reach out to me if you have any questions or something that you liked about the episode or something that you'd like to see in the future. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give it five stars on Apple Podcasts and a follow on Spotify. It helps me tremendously in order to bring more awareness and educational resources to our community. For more information and to stay up to date with what I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram at latinamericaneo. And if you need more information and resources, you can visit my website, latinamericaneo.org. I'm Kevin Munoz. This has been the Leo Podcast, and I'll see you next time. This podcast is not investment advice, and I am not a qualified licensed investment advisor. All information on here, including any ideas, opinions, views, predictions, forecasts, commentaries, suggestions, or stock picks expressed or implied are for informational, entertainment, or educational purposes only and should not be construed as personal investment advice. Conduct your own due diligence or consult a licensed financial advisor or broker before making any and all investment decisions. Any investments, trades, speculations, or decisions made on the basis of any information found on this podcast expressed or implied are committed at your own risk, financial or otherwise.